0: Thanks for joining us today for an exclusive panel of Flowforma customers who are taking control of the way they work, collaborating more efficiently and eradicating silos to accelerate digital transformation. My name is Olivia Bush and I'm the CEO at Flowforma and I'll be your host for today. I'm delighted to be joined today by two Flowforma customers, Caroline Hearn, who's the Director of Corporate Services at Morgan Construction and Environmental Limited and Lindsay Evans, the project management team coordinator at EML Payments. Hi ladies. Hello, good to be here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: So before we begin, perhaps you'd both like to give a little background into your organisations and your roles there. Maybe start with you, Caroline.
2: Sure. Hello from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So as, as Olivia mentioned, I'm director of corporate services at Morgan Construction. We are a civil contractor, so we we're an earthworks company we move dirt we've got about 750 employees right now and growing every day which is part of why this this i'm here today is the solution around digitizing and helping us be scalable uh we are predominantly in western canada but uh we do a ton of work all over throughout northern in mining uh sector oil and gas infrastructure work i oversee uh, HR, safety, and IT, and IT is not my <laughs> is not my default. So just a uh, caveat there from a technical standpoint. But uh, so pleased to tell our story, and help you understand how we got here.
0: Thanks, Caroline and um, Lindsay.
1: Yeah. So um, I am um, working for EML Payments, we're a fintech company, really focused on different ways of making payments more agile, a lot quicker, um, move funds conveniently and securely uh, globally. So we are based, I'm based in Ireland, um, and we have a good number of European offices, as well as being in the States and Australia um, as well. Um, And so I think, you know, being part of a FinTech industry, being agile and kind of looking for the next innovative thing, this sort of digitization was, kind of the next step for us as well so really excited to be able to talk about our experiences within that as well
0: great thanks ladies and we look forward to hearing more about your journey um in the next hour or 15 minutes so um we're just going to move on then to talk about why do organizations need to accelerate process automation now so you know maybe 10 years ago digital process automation was very much seen as a nice to have and not a necessity. And in today's environment with COVID, um, the pandemic and lockdown, you know, digital transformation has been pulled forward by at least five years. All the experts are telling us and it'd be interesting for our listeners to hear why, Caroline, you consider digital process automation necessity for Morgan at this time.
2: So it's interesting you talk about the five years advancement with covid. It was about 5 years ago that we I I never could have imagined that we'd be where we are. We had we were doing all of our recruiting and onboarding on a literal whiteboard, so up on the wall, uh and the manager was very clear that only he could erase names and use the <laughs> the felt. And really that's great if you're hiring one or two or five people, but fast forward to 20 uh, 20, uh, you know, we were we had 200, 300 people on the board. We still do today where we have to hire that many seats uh, and we need to have good people, we need to have good processes uh, and it needs to be scalable and sustainable. And so I remember sitting in this old office with this manager arguing about the fact that we should at least get it on an Excel spreadsheet, which was a big stretch. <laughs> and, uh, and so then we had this massive Excel spreadsheet into, you know, double Z columns. Uh, and um, 14, 18 different users at any one time on a shared sheet—lots uh, of risk with that. Uh, lots of risk with. Um, the thought you
0: know. of that's just making me recoil, yeah.
2: darling. I know. And you know, it was—it it evolved from the whiteboard to just get it on an Excel. Please, just trust me. To then in 2020, saying, you know, please trust me. We need to actually take it another step. We need to stop manually entering it in every single cell, touching. Candidate names more than once, you know. Um, whether it's emails, phone numbers, all the onboarding uh, layers, let's get it so that it's automated, and, and let's work smarter, not harder, right? And so that's that's really how we got here. There's so much to tell you in between there, but um, thankfully we're, uh, you know, we're thinking bigger, and we're allowing greater efficiencies across our team with, you know, having multi layers of hiring and hundreds of people and uh, pretty amazing reporting on the outside of it. So
0: yeah, it's really interesting that you should mention that you did have the process already on spreadsheets because some people do think that digitizing their processes means, well, we've already done that. We have them in email and we have them in spreadsheets and that's enough, but they don't understand how much more the automation part can bring the things.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you have concurrent tasks happening and different stakeholders that are all, you know, we're all working towards a common goal, and that's to have somebody ready to go to work and compliant with, uh, you know, safety and regulatory stuff, but, you know, how great when it's all working in tandem, and uh, and at any one time, you can have real-time reporting and tell you, you know, here's your status status report. This is how you're performing. Uh, you're either on par or not, and, and if not, close the gaps, and it's a lot quicker. It's way more efficient and tighter
0: okay um so then i suppose lindsay you know forrester research would say that the top reasons for digitizing and automating is to increase productivity and to improve employee and customer experiences and i was just wondering would that align um with your experience at aml and is that one of the reasons that you moved to process automation or, or tell us a little bit about the reasons for adopting a tool like flowforma
1: yeah no um would i would definitely agree with that for sure um i think productivity um for our employees and then the overall customer experience is definitely at the forefront of what we're trying to kind of focus on um and this kind of came at a really interesting time for us because Um, EML acquired a number of different businesses across Europe, and we were kind of all coming together with our own established processes, probably all very Excel-based and, you know, very much set in this is how this company does it, this is how this company does it. And we really needed something that was gonna allow us to come together as kind of one team and and be able to keep that level of productivity up, as well as delivering to customers on a consistent basis. Um, but while also kind of being very aware that all these new acquisitions were gonna bring in a lot more business and we needed to be able to kind of scale to that as well. Um, And so I think that was definitely one of the main focuses for us um, was to get a consistent procedure that we could use across the board, but also recognizing that it was never gonna be a static process for us. It was gonna have to constantly change um, both with us as a, a FinTech industry, which is constantly evolving, uh, but also with the needs of our clients um, and, and kind of as we learned to work together across the board. So there was quite a few different ways that we really wanted to to bring that out in, in our digital, digital process. Um, but the main thing for us was trying to do all of that while kind of learning to work with each other and Um, bringing, but still delivering on time. So there was a lot of moving parts and I think it's definitely been a learning curve for a lot of us, but that level of productivity um, has been something we've been really trying to hold on to. For sure. You need something
0: that was agile and you could refine over time and could move and grow and change with the business.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And we've definitely found that with the number of iterations we've had since we started, um, you know, we kind of built it based on some of our needs, but we really needed that to be a more holistic approach to kind of cover all of the different entities, their own business focus, um, and try and make it one that was fit for purpose for everyone.
0: Yeah, okay, thank you for that. Um, one thing I just wanted to draw attention to was for us as a vendor in this space and a solution provider, it's very difficult at times to relay to people the cost of doing nothing. So the cost of delaying digitization, you know that that's actually costing people um time and money because you know everything isn't going to grind a stop if you don't digitize tomorrow. So it's very hard um, just to quantify that. So if you'd both like to input to that as customers have who have been through it and now you're starting to see some of the results You know, what would you say to people out there that, you know, aren't treating it as um, an imperative task and something they must do right now? Yeah,
2: I would I would say you don't know what you don't know. And so you just have to start. Uh, And I think the cost is that like we're seeing it throughout the world, the leapfrog, you know, we, we used to have Walkmans and then we went to a Discman and then you go to a smartphone or you think about the camera. I mean, this, this happens quickly. And if, uh, as a business, if we don't innovate and get ahead of it, we will be behind for sure. Uh, so that, you know, that I think, um, you know, the cost, I don't know what the cost is, it's the opportunity cost that you you may not even realize you missed because you were so behind in times.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, I would, I would completely agree with that. Um, And I think, you know, we can all get really comfortable in what we were doing and how it's always been done. um, But we don't actually realise the potential behind it until we actually start implementing that and, and following through on it. So again, yeah, the immediate cost may not be obvious, but you can kind of see all the different value that comes out of that in terms of productivity and everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So just following on from that, Lindsay, what would you, say were some of the key indicators that caused yourselves and AML payments to pursue a solution um, such as the flow for you know when we talk to our customer base they would say there's several different indicators that highlighted the need um, to to move now to digital process automation so what would you have what would you say were the key indicators at AML payments
1: yeah so I think um, so the process that we actually Uh, put in place first was our client onboarding process. Um, And so given the kind of highly regulated um, nature of our business, you know, there's so many people working together on projects and we really needed one solution that would fit each team across the board. Um, And whether is that sort of one source of truth, there is that reporting, there is that transparency. Um, And you're not, you know, relying on email chains or spreadsheets here and there. And, you know, where where there is that risk of stuff going missing. Um, And so I think that was kind of the main driving force, especially, as I mentioned, at the time that it came when we were kind of bringing all these different, multiple different systems that were maybe not quite fit for purpose anyway, together to try and put it into that one solution. Um, And so I think that was probably our biggest driving factor um, and kind of not relying on, yeah, we're just doing this because it's always what's being done. Um, and I think that definitely comes with a bit of fear and a bit of hesitancy and rightly so, because, you know, change is quite scary and people know how to use their Excel and they know how to rely on it. But um, I think, you know, it can only take you so far. And if you do want to grow, you kind of have to really uh, invest in that innovation to, in order to do that.
0: Yeah. So. Um- I guess that makes sense to me. I mean, Caroline, would you have, would you say those examples are similar indicators to you saw at Morgan or was it something very different for yourselves?
2: Actually, very similar to Lindsay's experience at email. So just when you think about building trust with your internal stakeholders or customers, um, you know, how, how not better to do it than through accountability, through that transparency. The reporting has been huge for us. And it's so interesting because as you have better as you, uh, I guess, how do you organize your data and get it better and better at reporting it in a way that tells the right narrative or story? Uh, it's so powerful because then, of course, the organization just wants more. They want more information. Uh, and so it's a it's a very efficient way to do a deeper dive and understand the full picture or just get a high-level snapshot. And so I think it's that would be another big, big uh, indicator is that we needed more reporting, we needed more information quicker, faster, at all times of the day, 24 seven. And uh, we got it through this.
0: Yeah, so I think what you're saying is you don't, you have so much data in the organization and you're not really using it for any kind of intelligence until you put in a tool like this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and, and I'm sure everyone can uh, appreciate, you know, you typically will have the same Excel spreadsheet, just slightly different. And every desktop has their own little Excel and they have it their way and uh and then everyone's saving it which is also you know that backing up on the system you know servers are getting overloaded there's all of this and so why wouldn't we bring it all together into one shared database and then uh, create the right narrative that makes sense for multi-users so it's a okay it's, it's pretty awesome
0: <laughs> yeah and get that single source of the truth mm. so we're going to move on now and we're going to talk a little bit about what we like to call at of the acorn approach so The ACORN approach is what we would see as best practice here at Flowforma in order to encourage people to innovate and to increase adoption and ultimately to roll out the Flowforma process automation tool um, across the business. So very often people would say to us, you know, this is all well and good. I love the idea of it, but I just don't know where to start. You know, where do I start? And we would always encourage business people to start with the process, we would call it an obvious process. So, you know, there is going to be one real pain point usually in the organization, um, that, you know, is causing you problems because it's a paper trail or papers getting lost, delays are happening, decisions aren't happening quick enough. And you could quickly see the tangible benefits from digitizing it. And then that we would kind of say that's the place to start, start with that process. Get that up and running let the organization see the impact of digitizing it get the buy-in and then look to broaden the use of the tool to other processes throughout the business afterwards so I mean Caroline we're going to talk to you first on this is that an approach that you used at Morgan you know how did you get up and started and what would your advice be on that
2: Okay, so a couple of things. We did start digitalizing some of our safety forms and um, and we recognize that we need to get smarter with uh, how the data goes in and out. And so that was an easy way through some of our forms. Um, but I I have to admit with Flowforma, we started with the most complex, which is very <laughs> courageous of us. Uh, and But largely it was because of a local provider, Pontum Innovations, who, uh, we were working with with Power BI and just different solutions. And they they already had some trust with Flowforma, lots of trust. And they said, you know, listen, this is a great solution for you. And so that helped us. I just ripped the band-aid uh, and said, let's do it. And let's do it with our most complex, because this onboarding whiteboard was a beast. And uh, I knew that it just, it, we couldn't continue the way we were. It It didn't make sense. And I couldn't wait for the rest of the organization to um, catch up uh, to the need. I needed to just get this moving for my group. And then I thought through our group, through HR, uh, we could then influence change throughout the rest of the organization.
0: I suppose, Karen, I'm just listening to what you're saying there and I'm thinking, you said you just ripped the bandaid off. (laughs) So that to me, that sounds like you're an innovative champion within the organization and, and a little bit like myself, wants to see progress quickly so do you think that i would imagine you know that's why it progressed as quickly because they had a champion such as yourself within the organization to push things forward
2: well unfortunately i probably i don't know that i would give myself five stars on the, the the speed at which we progressed only because our organization was under so much pressure um, and it wasn't up to me to make it work. I needed the manager that was leading this group and this the onboarding to ultimately buy in, and I needed her to be the lead change agent because it's her team then that has to use the tool. And so this took almost a year, uh, and but that's not Flowforma. That was largely because we just we were hiring hundreds and hundreds of people during a pandemic. Uh, and a and very challenging labor market. And so we had all these other roadblocks and then I'm saying, get it done, <laughs> automate, build this new process. And and that takes time because you have to work out the bugs. You've got to build in, um, you know, make sure it all makes sense. And then we kept, it keeps changing because we're dealing with human beings. And so the data kept changing. We couldn't just pause it and then start up where we left off uh, because there's already a hundred people have been hired and those people are no longer relevant for, uh, the tool. So there was a lot of stops and starts and pauses. Um, but I'm pleased to report that uh, as of February 1 of 22, uh, we went live with it with the team. And what's so interesting is now that manager who is like, are you kidding me? You want me to do what? What does this mean? What is this flow forma thing? Now she's an expert. She's a subject matter expert. And she's actually quite picky. She wants it to be perfect. So she continues to make tweaks while we're live. And she's she's actually uh, the other day, she came to my office and she was so frustrated because the team was moving at a slower pace than she was hoping at this you know, mid-February, mid-feb- and I said, but remember where you were? It took you a year, <laughs> and so it's quite exciting to see the evolution, and now we have a, a number of departments in our organization that are uh, working on much simpler processes that I think will uh, lever- they'll leverage the corporate license, which is nice, uh, and help share, share that uh, cost, and I think make us better as an organization.
0: Yeah, I think that's really interesting, you know, so there, you've kind of talked about how you had some resistance in the company. And I mean, you know, digitalization is a lot of it is change, it's change management, and as mostly as people, we don't like change. We're not sure about it. It's the unknown. So it's just interesting to me how you address that. So you addressed that by getting the person who was objecting to the change the most to lead the project, really?
2: Yeah. And that's the best way to do it because, you know, of course, you're going to be reluctant to let go of what you already, it's the, it's the perfect change cycle. We all have to grieve and we're scared and we feel like you're taking something away. And, and so, um, you know, by lining up uh, my manager and getting her in front of it and working very closely with Flowforma and Pontum, our, our local uh, solutions provider, you know, they, there was trust that was just built up and, and, and she doesn't need to know all the back end because there's that no code and, um, and we do have Pontum as kind of our experts from a technical standpoint, but she knows what what the outputs are. Um, she she started to trust it. She said, "I just want this to go." And so over Christmas, you know, her team was working on inputting all the data. And I am so proud of her. I told her this is a leadership milestone for you. You know, you need to remember this story because she was so reluctant, and now she's, I think, quite a champion, which is uh, is so great for in so wow. many for so many reasons. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great turnaround story. It's a great success story. Um so Lindsay, if we look at AML payments, what approach did you take? How did you get started? Was it the acorn approach of a feeling it was quite a complex process as well?
1: (laughs) Yeah, in in hindsight, I probably would have liked to have gone with a smaller um and more simpler process, but it was definitely a, a needs driven approach where it was like this is the biggest impact we need to have right now Um, and like I said before it was that sort of timing issue where it was the right time to bring in that automation and consistency across the board Um, so that was definitely a massive driving factor in it Um, I think when we started it as well we kind of expected it to be a lot more simple from our own perspective and then the more we kind of learned about how much more we could automate or, or you know all the sophistication within Flowforma we kind of kept making it a lot bigger and bigger and we're like oh we could add this and we could add that and that's kind of why it kept changing and there was a lot of transition within it but I think our initial scope was probably quite narrow and we thought this will be great we'll knock it out soon but then the more we kind of realized we could do with it the more we wanted to get it right and and really make sure it kind of covered our bases throughout the business.
0: Yeah and we we do see that a lot that is the beauty of the tool I mean we do see a lot of customers that have a, a very simple process in mind and then when they get to train them and they onboard them, and they realize the scope of complexes that Flowforma can handle they kind of say oh no well actually we're going to do this this and this as well so you mm-hmm. know like we've had some There is the Acorn approach, but we have had some customers. We had one um, construction company in the UK that went live with 120 processes at once because that's the way they wanted to do it. And that was within an eight week timeframe, but they wanted to wait until they had them all ready and just launch it at once. Now that can be quite overwhelming for some companies, which is why we would say, get started. But we do often see where they, they have a couple of processes and the more they get to know the tool, and how easy it is to use some of the business user can do it all these other ideas spring up so what you're saying there lindsay we we do see that quite a lot
1: yeah um, yeah and we're oh, sorry sorry go uh, ahead. Say, no, no, we're definitely seeing that as well like because our our onboarding process um sits with probably eight or nine different teams um you know every time we kind of get off one of the calls, then I get a message from one of the teams going, We have this process, could Flow do that? You know, and it really has then spiraled into kind of encouraging other teams to think like how else could we move away from this kind of manual spreadsheet and and to, sort of seeing how simple flow forma is from a user perspective, like they're like, Why wouldn't we kind of do that? So I think there's definitely um a lot like we I think we've got that was our one big one, and as of two weeks ago, we've put in another six into the building and another five to come from that so it's suddenly just kind of exploded the more visibility it's getting across the organization and that's even across regions as well and so i think you know getting the one over the line getting the buy-in and getting people using it is kind of the key and then it kind of flows from there where you kind of see the real potential across the board
0: yeah and i think caroline you've maybe four or five processes live now with flow form and maybe one in, in final testing stage cam from Pontem was over here this week so we were having a discussion about your processes that were up and running and live so just so everyone knows Pontem are our Canadian um, partner Um, so I guess it would be great to see your view on before and afters I understand some of the projects are are very early and you wouldn't have metrics around it but you know you still probably have some sort of gut instinct around how long it now takes to get a process Deployed or from beginning to end, approved in comparison to before you had Flowforma. So it'd be great if you could share some early results that you've seen with the audience.
2: Sure, and it is fairly early, but I, you know, I would say that um, we 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 recognize already the speed at which uh, you know the information is going in and how it's organized, and especially then the output. So I know I keep focusing on this, but the real time uh, reporting. is is absolutely a gem, and so it's very interesting. One little story, my manager had said, you know, in that first week we went live, um, that she was, you know, she said, well, the the way the reports work, and we're going to have to pull it out and then put it into an email, and I had to stop her and say, well, hold on, we don't, we're not going to do everything the way we used to do it, and that's the that's the that's the beauty of this is that your team doesn't need to stop and take 45 minutes to format an email your customers get to see it in real time. That's the whole point of this. But it, you know, that shift of thinking, and and there's, I'm sure way more low hanging fruit that we're not aware of because it's just still so new for sure. And it's new for the team. Uh, but I have no doubt uh, that we are, you know, we're moving in the right direction. And it and it is interesting, like just a heads up for those that are thinking of, of doing this, that, you know, as the system might be, um, you know, Processing and it, there's like they, they call it, it spins on the screen, might be your internet connectivity or how much data it might look like it's a leg. And they say, Well, it's it feels like it's slow, <laughs> but what they're not remembering how quickly we forget, uh, how slow it is when we manually have to do everything. And that when we have 10 or 20 or 50 of us entering the same information, now we're entering once with that single source of truth. And so, there's a whole bunch there. If only I had time to, to study the ROI, but I know. Um, I know that we'll we'll soon forget the old way and then we'll wanna even improve it more and just continue to get quicker and faster and more efficient and and uh and detailed. So uh, hopefully that helps.
0: Yeah, that I mean that that's a great, great story again, just to show how and I, I think that's true. You get the continuous improvement journey just keeps going. You know, you get better and better and you wanna then just improve it more. I mean, Lindsay, what have you found? I mean, what would be the notable changes or improvements that you can see coming into play?
1: Yeah, so similar to Carolyn, um, you know, we're still in the very early stages. So we're kind of just seeing those results kind of coming out. I think um, the reporting um, has definitely been key for us as well and being able to see exactly where um, different onboarding of clients is at, at which different stages you can kind of see where our process is falling down so you can kind of adjust it quite quickly and you can do all of that in sort of real time so I think being able to track that from start to finish um and noticing any bottlenecks and stuff like that has been really valuable for us and we can kind of tweak our own processes then t- to fit that um and I think just kind of gives everybody each team a bit more autonomy as well because it's like you can see where it's at you can see that they're the ones dealing with it um, and there's not as much chasing going on between people and nagging and you know all of that Um so I think that's been really positive as well.
0: Yeah the process I think looks after the execution which is quite nice you're mm-hmm. not having to chase something the system does that for you if somebody's overdue. Um so it kind of does all the reminders and, and you know you're not having to do that yourself it's just automatically taken care of so i think that's another piece that it's very hard to quantify the benefits of that but you know you're not spending a week chasing somebody for a piece of information that you need it's just right there in the system
1: yeah exactly and you're just less likely to kind of drop the ball because um, you you know if it's if anything's assigned to you you can easily go in and see what it is. Um, and and kind of take that off whereas you're not kind of looking at an email saying i'll get back to that later you know there is that a bit more accountability to it which is great
0: yeah and i think i think that actually in a way fits in with the times that we're in so we all know that remote working Mm -hmm. is a big thing now you know from we've been in a pandemic for two years and you know most companies are either keeping a total remote working model or some sort of hybrid But when people are working from home, they need that structure. So Mm -hmm. process automation and the system gives them some structure for their, for the day. It lets them know what their tasks are, you know, and a lot of people who maybe prior to the pandemic didn't have experience working from home. It's, it's not an easy change, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, especially for people just coming into the workplace. So you get that structure. That's one, one feedback that we have had from, customers is that it provides that structure around remote working that you wouldn't have or that you maybe have to structure yourself Lindsay like you're saying look at your emails you Mm -hmm. know think about have to get back mark that whereas the system provides you a structure for your workday
1: yeah definitely and I think everybody's really been enjoying that because there it is just a really quick and clear check, they know where they stand. um, And yeah, you're not kind of bogged down in as many emails and stuff. So I think that's been really interesting to see, particularly over this kind of transition to the remote working for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we we talked a little bit um, with both of you about having a champion in, in the business. And I think we often find that with our most successful projects, um, they begin when there's an understanding of the benefits at sea level um, around implementing a digital transformation project. So it's a strategic initiative. It's, it's implemented from the sea level and they understand the benefits um, that they can get from a solution like this, and then they champion that. So do you agree that that's really important
2: to have? Absolutely. I, I believe um you know, I believe that we have to over communicate uh, at, you know, at the top and then drive it, you know, up up and down, sideways, talk about it. We, you always need to give, I think, uh, employees a head start on what the vision is and have them understand the bigger picture and then keep talking about it. And, uh, and that will help drive change. It'll help drive that, you know, that 1% marginal gain or the innovation and get people thinking. Um, bigger and understanding why why are we going in this direction? And, you know, I just, we just did an engagement survey, um, which just closed a, a week ago. And, and, you know, it it never is at too far off on the communication side that they want to hear more and more from corporate, they want to hear more and more about our vision. Um, you know, and we always feel like we, we overstate things, not at all, especially when it comes to change. Uh, and I think then once you do that, then you start to drive all those little Uh, change agents throughout the organization that start to carry your story forward um, and help help share it with the next person who might be reluctant to hear the message. So, um, yeah, I think it's absolutely foundational to uh, successful implementation and buy-in.
1: Yeah, I I would completely agree with that. And I think, um, you know, we had it definitely being driven from the top level, from the C-level, um, where this was a priority for them, like I said, with all the companies coming together, that was always at the forefront of their mind is like, how do we keep business as usual going? How do we maintain consistency and all of that? So there was always this focus for us from the top down, which really did help um, to, to kind of drive it. But I think also what really helped us is the whole agility of it. So you're not just coming in with this really rigid process that you're saying this is how we now do it, go for it, you know, but because is that agility and that it kind of just allows for that collaborative approach where you kind of can say like yeah we're all stakeholders in this we're all building it together and it will adapt over time to be suitable for everyone Um, and i think that helped get that level of buy-in as well um, and definitely made it kind of easier for us in the long run, I mean, it is <laughs> trickier, you know, when you're kind of changing the system and the process all the time just to suit those needs. But I think at the end of it, it's going to be really worth it when you really have this robust approach that everyone is individually bought into as well. And um, but I think having that starting from the top down for us made all the difference.
0: Yeah, so what would be your advice? Um, to people on the webinar today? considering a process automation tool I mean I, I was talking to a lady at a company yesterday and she's just starting to investigate the tools out there and she hasn't brought it to sea level at this stage because she, you know she said to be more receptive to her coming with the solution and outlining the business case and the benefits so she's at the early stages I mean for someone like that what would be your advice to them?
1: I think Potentially, and it's not what we did, Um, but I think starting with the smaller wins, um, you know, where you are picking off a number of smaller processes that are quick to implement, easy to use, and then the the kind of value of that is really obvious at the start. I think that can really help um, kind of get the buy-in from everyone um, and kind of show that visibility up to the top, but also the people that are using it, that's increasing their productivity, making their day-to-day jobs easier, but I think potentially starting with those smaller ones and a lot of, or, you know, building on them from there um, would probably be one of, yeah, one of the things I'd suggest. Um, And I think, you know, part of that is, you know, there's this fear that when you start to to build out these processes, like we were saying, like letting go of the old ones, you feel like, is there going to be a lot of duplication of effort? Am I going to be just copying and pasting things from my Excel sheet now into this, and I'm doubling what I'm doing and stuff? So I think, getting those smaller ones out there where people can clearly see, actually, that's not what this is about. I can see the benefits for me at this level and you can see them then across the board as well. So I think, yeah, potentially starting smaller than we did. I
2: agree, I completely agree. And I would suggest, you know, when you look at a process, when you're in autopilot, you don't always realize all the many steps and how important understanding the workflow is. And Mm -hmm. this, when we, when you go digital, um, you know, it takes a lot of um, brain power to kind of eliminate maybe redundant steps or steps that actually don't make sense, but it's just the way we've always done it. Right. And so to Lindsay's point, had we started with something less uh, cumbersome uh, and, and just get our, get into some, maybe some good training and habits on, on tearing down the workflow and looking at the, do the process map and really recognize what's the point of this? Like, what, why do we do what we're doing? Uh, and then, you know, rip it apart. Uh, and that takes a lot. I think it, it's changing the way we think. And so that would be a great way <clears throat> to get ready for Flowforma and to help uh, start to integrate it into the organization is just to start training people on uh, tearing yeah. things down and not just doing it the way we've always done it. Like just take it, take, take off your blinders, right? Yeah.
0: Or, you know, just if that's too overwhelming, do what you both have done and just get started and then refine it and refine it and fix it as you go. But I do think it's a really important point that there might be steps you need to just not do at all because it's just the way you always did it and it doesn't make sense anymore as the company has evolved. So Mm -hmm. I think that's some great advice. We're gonna move on and talk about digitizing for outcomes and value. Obviously, you know, the end game for people Um, Implementing a tool such as Flowforma is to see tangible benefits and outcomes that drive value. So if you, I mean, you've already covered quite a lot of the value you're seeing from a tool like Flowforma. I guess it's just if there's any final points you'd like to
2: highlight. I like that you have empower um, business people. You're talking about the no code on your slide, but I I do see an outcome here is empowering the team. Because I think if we can remove roadblocks and barriers to how they do their work, uh, it, it, it'll it'll impact them in so many different ways. It'll impact uh, how they perform, their level of engagement, uh, hopefully their innovation, and what they you know what do they do with the time that we've just saved them uh, to make us a better company. And so it all links up to competitive advantage and all that. But I do think for from my where I sit, um, I think the empowerment that this um, creates w- within my employee base and how they do their work and how easy we make it, it is going to drive a whole bunch of value it's um, it's just intangible right now it's hard to explain what that looks like but I'm I'm, I'm I'm excited uh to see what this what tomorrow brings with digitalization
0: yeah so we we see a lot of that i mean hours of administration saved you know we've had companies that have saved six thousand dollars of administration by digitizing five key processes so that's maybe a whole person is getting their time freed up and you know especially in construction we talk about man hours and we've had you know 700 man hours saved by joint ventures and and automating one process so we see a lot of man hours and the other side of things that we see is sustainability so you know we're saving paper and you know with paper there's often cost so there's the cost of moving that paper from location to location so there's a cost saving there as well as you know a sustainability message um so you're right those things are very hard to quantify at the start you just know that they're gone.
1: Yeah I think um a lot of it is the sort of Uh, probably the time saving and the sort of structure that it kind of gives. Um, So at one point within our process there's you know we have a meeting once a week where we discuss everything that's at whatever stage and I think you know even those meetings are becoming far more productive because they're structured we know exactly what's to come the information coming is consistent and so we're actually moving through the stages a lot quicker because those conversations are facilitated much better and we're not going through the emails again and stuff like that so I think um just facilitating those discussions, those approvals um and all of that has saved us a huge amount of time. Um again, yeah, not quantifiable yet, but I'd be really interested to kind of see as we roll it out further, like those the metrics that we kind of get in. Um and we've kind of started tracking it on a monthly basis of like how many things are approved within what time frame over these periods. And like I think we only have three months of metrics at the moment, but we can already see. The, the difference it's made and I can only imagine how much more that's going to improve once it's actually running um, exactly how we want it to. Super.
0: Um, okay so that's great I mean some real value things that I'm sure most companies would be looking for there. Okay so we're coming to the end of our time I just want to thank you ladies for your time today that's a great conversation and, and it's great to see the value that Flowforma is bring into your organisation. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, absolute pleasure.
0: Just before we wrap up, I just want to give everyone a quick reminder that you can book a one-to-one call with any of our process experts, or sign up for a free personalised demo, or a free 14-day trial via our website flowforma.com. And our experts are more than happy to help steer your digital transformation in the right direction. So just reach out um, and we'd love to help you with that thank you everyone for joining us today thanks again Lindsay and Caroline and I hope you enjoyed thank you everyone bye thank you Bye. bye